Welcome back. Episode 14. We are knocking these things out of the park week by week. Um, I say every time that I have someone that I've never met before that these are my favorite types of episodes. Um, and I keep repeating myself because they are my favorite type of <laughs> favorite type of episodes. You have to excuse me. I just woke up. It's a Sunday. Um, this is someone that I met on Instagram. Uh, we've all seen, you know, fish meme pages and and things like that. But this page, um, I wouldn't necessarily call them memes. It's more um, data driven, you could say. Um, episode 14, our, our guest is Hefe, the creator of You Enjoy My Data. What's up, man? How are you? How's it going, Clay? It's good. So we've talked for maybe two minutes before we started recording. Um, tell me who you are, where you're from, how we came to see each other and find each other on the internet, how you came up with You Enjoy My Data. Just introduce yourself, man. Tell me all about you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> where to start? Yeah, where to start? Well, uh, geez, my name's Hefe. I live in Tucson, Arizona. It's my hometown. Um, what's the weather like there right now? Oh my God. It's crazy. <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. Um, this time of year, um, the temperature swings are nutty. Like it gets down to oh. 40 at night and it was 95 degrees yesterday. Gosh. So, um, that desert life. Yeah. That desert life. Um, so it's really nice. I mean, it's really nice at night. Sleep with the windows open and oh, then sure, close it up. Close it up during the day and try <laughs> and keep all the bad. cold in. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a Sunday for me too. I'm kind of cooked. I'm um, a cyclist. Uh, oh, okay. So I went, went on a ride yesterday and hence your I've, shirt there. I'm a I'm a little bit out of shape. Um, so. It, and there was a headwind, so it worked me oh. <laughs> worked me pretty hard. My my taint isn't all that <laughs> pleased with me right now. I'll just I'll just say that. But um, hey, at least yeah. you got it in, man. At least you got yeah, it in. That's right. And I'm actually um, needing to get my butt uh, off the couch because I'm going to uh, Madison Square Garden. And oh, good for I'm you, going man. a couple I'm going a couple days early. And I'm taking a bike and, um, Hold on. you're, you're just taking your bike with you or your bike yeah. there. <laughs> no, I'm not bike. I'm not riding my bike to New York. Dude, but, I was um, about to say, you need to leave like right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to take a bike. Uh, I love, um, visiting places with a bicycle. It's like, it's a whole different trip. You get to experience a city in such a different way. Oh, yeah, um, sure. And so I'm going to be there solo for a couple days before my crew shows up. And um, so I'm planning on doing uh, like a long ride up the Hudson. Um, and I've never cycled around New York City before. So I'm, I'm super psyched. That'll be cool. Um, and it's generally flat, but I'm like, I got to I'm going to do a hundred mile ride when I'm there. So that's a that's a good way to jump off. So whenever you do these rides, because I know riding and running are completely different. Like you can rack up way more miles. So on a typical ride for you, um, 
how many miles are you hitting? How long are you riding for? Because you said 100 miles, and that sounds, as someone that's not a cyclist, sounds like a fucking lot. It is a lot. Okay. And it is a lot even for, you know, uh, experienced cyclists. Uh, sure. Um, but typically, you know, like a 20-mile ride it, kind of during the week, you know, it takes about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. So that's kind of like a maintenance thing. Longer rides, I'd say maybe for your average person, are 60, 70 miles. They, um, you know, they call that a grand fondo. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I typically around 50 miles is kind of like a happy place for me. Okay. Um, and so, so you're going to be doubling that. So I'm going to be doubling that. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get my butt in gear a little bit just to, <laughs> and, uh, and I, and take a break too. I'm not like what I seem to like, I go hard. I don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm like either a full sloth <laughs> or I am like, I go ham. There's no I mean, gray say, area. I think that's kind of how I am in life in general. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I'm psyched. That's why I'm a little bit cooked today. And, oh, sure. Uh, so, but I'm a morning person too. So I'm, I'm psyched that you want to do this in the morning. So. Oh my God, dude. I, <laughs> I'm going to make you sound even better because I, it's, so I'm on East coast time. So it's mm -hmm. noon here. And I woke up literally 15 minutes ago and was like, oh, my Damn. God. I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. I got to, like, wash my face. I got to oh like, make the coffee. So, hey, man, kudos to you. You've already been up and you're you're on. I don't know. Is Arizona West Coast time or is that mountain time? Um, or do they we're do on, Arizona, you do your own time, right? We do not switch. We're the like the only state other than Hawaii that doesn't switch time. So, so what time is it there right now? So um, it's 9 a.m. Oh my god, dude. I'm so sorry, but you said you're a morning. Oh, no, person. no. Yeah, I wake up at like 5 30. God bless you. All right. <laughs> well, good for you, man. You gotta get those rides in. You're making me feel like a piece of trash, though, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> Jeez. let's let's switch gears i want to hear about how you came to create you enjoy my data so if you're listening right now and you don't follow you enjoy my data on instagram and you like what do you call them infographics or just i don't what, know graphs and graphs stuff. yeah it's super cool but it, and it's all fish related follow you are there underscores go ahead yeah. and say the handle real quick yeah, you enjoy my data with underscores in there. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's your. I don't know. I'm gonna call it art because it it feels like art to me, in, in like a sense of like you can I make like art that. be whatever you want. I'm, gl I'm mean, glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, it's very visually pleasing. So, how did you? Have you always been like a quote unquote data nerd, or how did you come up with like this page idea? <laughs> I'm definitely not a data nerd. I mean, I'm definitely a little bit OCD or some, sure. some, somewhere on the spectrum, <laughs> but, uh, I, the field I work in, I, I, I'm a optician. So I work with, I polish, grind and polish glass oh, cool. for tele, for telescopes. And, um, Wow. There are periods in that process, and it takes a really, really long time. Um, there are 
there are stretches where it's just really boring. And okay, I can see that. I'm just kind of a babysitter. So, <laughs> and I keep, I've needed to keep these log books over the years um, with different uh, adjustments I've made to machines or just whatever. Sure. Little, little drawings in my log book. And, and um, this is such a, uh, a dark art, if you will, polishing of glass to like the tightest precision specs sure. that um, keeping logbooks and being able to go back and say, what did we do when it was like this? Oh, we made this adjustment or that adjustment or whatever. So I've had to keep these really legible uh, logbooks over the years. And then... I don't know, a couple of years ago on Instagram, I found I found this guy, his name is Semi-Rad, and he's a runner. He's a, he's okay. an outdoor guy. He's a runner. Um, kind of, I felt like he was kind of in the same um, clique as me, as far as he's like a mountain town guy. And um, Similar he interest. does, he does these, uh, hand-drawn graphs and stuff and i realized that his drawings looked a lot like my log books and then i also noticed that his humor um was kind of similar to mine and that was years ago and then uh it just hit me a couple months ago at work when i was just like listening to fish and making connections in my head I was like, I was like, I, I drew something. Um, I can't even remember what it was. And uh, I was like, I sent it to a couple friends. I was like, what, is this funny? You know, they were like, oh my God, you know, we, this is what we need in the middle of pandemic and meme pages. And there's so much, you know, they're, Meme pages can be kind of divisive sometimes. And redundant. Know? Redundant. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all love them, right? <laughs> we, cons right. we consume them voraciously. But right. uh, um, they were like, this is so different. You should start a page, you know? So I did. And I was like, basically, there is an endless deep well of material yeah. whether it's real da actual data uh -huh. or funny jokes or personal stuff you can joke about fans and you know <laughs> yeah. you name it it's just endless and so it became kind of a little outlet for me at work when i was bored um sure. and at home too when i'm bored or whatever <laughs> or when an idea comes to my head yeah. Um, so I was really surprised, actually, that it um, took off because oh, it's yeah. like way more popular than my personal Instagram page. Sure. For it, sure. It's funny um, how that works. Like um, same goes for like my personal page and then the page that I've made for the podcast, you know, uh -huh. um, and it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like you're glad that it's like getting exposure. But then you're also or at least I'm kind of like 
wait, what about my page? Right. <laughs> like, but dude, I love your, I'm going to call it work and your art. Like I, I love it. It's so, because you do it so neatly and it's like, like you just mentioned, like it's geared towards something that we're all fascinated with. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's kudos to you, man, because it's, thank you. you thank you for into, saying that. Yeah. You tapped into a different lane. You know, you're not just yeah. like copying paste because, and no shade to any of the, you know, fish meme pages. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss them by saying this, but you've created something new and fresh and it's not just copy paste, you know? Yeah. 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 Thank you for saying that. And it is you're weird welcome. that, that I like get, that I fall into that same space as meme pages, you know, <laughs> sure, um, yeah. people say you're my favorite meme page. And I'm like, I'm not a meme page, but um, <laughs> this is data, whatever, damn it. whatever that's, you know, that's a compliment at some yeah. level as yeah, well. Sure. So um, for sure. But yeah, kudos to you. I love it. Thank, um, thank let's, you. let's kind of uh, switch gears and start talking about, uh, about fish. Um, when, and where, how did you first hear about fish? What, what was that first moment that got you where you were like, oh, this is different and I'm hooked? Oh, man. I Actually, my kind of origin story, um, I mean, I think my whole relationship with fish, I don't, I would never say it's unique or interesting or anything like that, but um, because there are so many colors in the spectrum with people and their um, relationship with fish. And right. But um, I was a deadhead um, in the late eighties and um, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of shows. I, I toured and stuff and um, the scene started to change a little bit, sure. uh, a lot bit. And uh <laughs> And um, I was in Tucson, um, I think it was 1990 or something, and uh, there were Gulf War protests going on. This, this like, makes me, I feel so old saying this, but, like, <laughs> I met my girlfriend at an anti-war protest. And <laughs> no, that's um, cool. And uh, on the U of A campus here in Tucson, and she was from Vermont. And she was this awesome uh, hippie woman, like a folky um, named Mary. Her name was Mary. And um, she was from Burlington, Vermont. And so, you know, uh, we got together and she turned me on to fish. I'd never heard fish. Uh, maybe I'd heard of them at that point. I can't really remember. Um, actually I do remember, and I think I may have heard them a little bit, but here and there, here, um, so she turned me on to fish. And so my earliest memories of fish are like these tapes from 89 and 90 and dancing with Mary. She loved, like, I can still see her dancing, like kind of like hard to to mike song and just stuff, like into you know? it oh we used to you know <laughs> we used to watch the sunset on her roof and dance to fish and funny enough i drive by or ride my bike by her rental where she lived back then and 
I don't, it's, I don't know if everyone has this experience, but uh, for me, certain, uh, you know, the connection between music and memories yeah. for me can be so like overwhelming. Oh, yeah. And like when I hear slave to the traffic light, that's the one in, in my head, I see her house, you know? Yeah. And when I drive by her house, I hear slave to the traffic light, you know, um, the first times I heard these songs. Um, and so anyway, I, Mary turned me on to fish. She gave me my first fish shirt. She had boxes of tapes. She had, um, you know, think about this now, like a, a, a box of flyers off the street, Pollock flyers from the streets of Burlington. Fish was her local band. It was just her yeah. local bar band. And um, so I went to visit her one summer, uh, the next summer. And um, I was like, God, I hope I can see Fish while I'm here because I fell in love with them immediately. Um, and, and what year roughly is this? 1990, I okay. think. So right at the um, beginning. Right at the beginning and through bootlegs and then through uh, Junta. Um, but so I, I went to go visit her in Vermont and uh, they weren't playing. This is right around the Amy's Farm sure. time. That era. I just, just missed that. Oh. Um, and it's funny, we were stoners, you know, we were like 20 years old or whatever. Wait, that and, doesn't sound right. And, uh, <laughs> And there was a time, and it's hard to believe now with dispensaries and indoor uh, weed and stuff that right. it used to go dry. There used to be times where you could not find pot. That's and <laughs> so we're in Burlington, staying at her mom's house in this little old farmhouse, and there was no weed. And we were going to have to drive to another city to get some weed. So we drove down to Stowe, Vermont, near past the Ben and Jerry's oh, place. Cool. And like, this is, you know, bucket list kind of stuff, if you will, for me, like I went over a, my first covered bridge, you know? Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not from New England. I'm from the desert. This is bitching. <laughs> and so we drive, we drive to this house out in the woods in Stowe. And, uh, who's riding up on a bicycle like as we're pulling up to this house but john fishman and no like, shit really i'm like what the f you know wow and then we go inside and we're like procuring the herb and stuff and sitting on the couch and i'm having this conversation with this dude named chris he's nice and um oh damn you're putting his name out there like that and <laughs> I uh been 30 years so and uh and I was like, man, I hope I can see fish while I'm here. He said, well, we're, we're actually in the studio. They were recording Picture and Nectar at the time. Um, and I'm like, fuck. So I, you know, I won't get to see you guys. I I fell in love with you. I said, I live in Arizona. He said, we're actually going to be out there in a month or two. Um, so this would be 91 at this point. Um, okay. We're going to be out there. I said, where? You know, he said. God, we're playing this little town called Prescott. And I'm like, 
my head explodes. I'm like, that's where I live. Prescott is this tiny little um, shit kicker, retiree uh, cowboy town. The mountains, a remote little town in Arizona. But there's a college there, uh, Ah, a liberal arts college. And they just have like a little venue or something? No. I mean, I was like, what? Where are, you, <laughs> where are you playing in Prescott, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I did. I met a guy named Chris um, and uh, that the worked with man. the band. And I don't know if he was the actual weed man. If he, <laughs> if he was and if he ever sees this, thanks, uh, CK5. Um, it was, it, it helped a lot. Anyway, um, so I beat Fish. I Luckily, they almost beat me home. I ended up, the rest of my East Coast trip was classic. Um, I like hitchhiked down to New York. Okay. And with my dog and my skateboard and my dreadlocks. <laughs> classic <laughs> shit. I worked on Long Island for a couple months uh, to make okay. enough money to fly home. And got home, got up to Prescott. And um, so my first, I got to see Fish for the first time, finally, after meeting them in New York, in Vermont and stuff, just really, I was so excited. So a lot of people who, I think, who um, saw Fish in the early days or whenever, a lot of people didn't know, hadn't heard them. It was or just like maybe a happenstance. Heard, type yeah, thing. or maybe it heard them a little bit, or you got to go see this band or whatever. I was already, yeah. I loved them. Um, that you know, there wasn't that much material out there. I think there was Lawn Boy and Jinta, and that's yeah. it. Um, and then this box of bootlegs that Mary had. Um, and so, right, real quick. So, when was the date of your first show? Does that do you remember that? Yeah, it's ten twenty four ninety one. Okay, ten twenty four ninety one. Yeah, um, I want to go back and listen to that. It's a, it's, it's a, it's crazy. It's a. There's a really good soundboard of it actually okay, on re cool. on re listen. Yeah, um, it's got some. It's got some smoking stuff in there for sure. It's got some, uh, I mean, it's classic fish. Early you know? fish, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's vacuums. There's um, barbershop stuff. Um, yeah. a machine gun. There's a Weekapaw that's awesome. Um, there's some interesting stuff. There's a slave in that show that happens to be the last slave for two years they put it on ice for oh. some reason and i've always wondered and that like nitpicker researcher guy in me has always wondered and the next one is at the like the cincinnati zoo or something in 93 and oh. there's no like noticeable changes like they didn't workshop it and change it yeah um but it's they just shelled it for a couple of years. And I, I, I've always wondered why. Um, yeah. But it's on the jam chart on .net and stuff. And it huh. says, you know, like this 
the last slave for two years. Uh, it hints at the at the powerful song that it'll become one day, and it does. It's pretty. It's pretty sick. It's distilled down to seven minutes instead of like the <laughs> fifteen minute slaves that you know that we're sure. used to hearing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this this venue <laughs> wasn't a venue. It was this um, right in downtown Prescott, which is like an old west town. Uh, there's an old hotel called the Cafe Saint or the Saint Michael's Hotel, and there was a little cafe there. And then there was this ballroom, and the ballroom uh, was just like a dinner hall kind of for for the the old hotel and beautiful ceilings and wooden floors and stuff. And um, I think it costs about $3 or something this show. I can't <laughs> remember. Awesome. Um, it was put on by Prescott College, by the college, which was this uh, very small liberal, liberal arts for the outdoors. So you could get a, a degree in like outdoor education there huh. you could be you could go through school taking kayaking and rock climbing class oh that's cool <laughs> um as well as like small group dynamics and stuff like that they didn't have sure. their their motto was uh the southwest is our classroom they didn't really even have a campus there was mostly field courses so somebody at this school um was from the northeast probably from Burlington and knew the band and used some student body money to get the band to come play in Prescott. That's and, awesome. uh, and so it was really like, uh, it was, I was so psyched to finally see this band live and it just did not disappoint, you know, no stage, like just a little riser <laughs> sure. right there. I was, I wanted you know, I couldn't wait to see Trey and this massive red hair. And he had a shaved head. I was like, what? Whoa. You know, his head was shaved. Going? Yeah. What's going on? I mean, like a full, not bicked, but, you know, crew yeah. cut. Um, but hippies did that a lot back in the day. Like I'm going through changes. Just you starting know? over. Got, yeah. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what was going on. I don't know. Uh, it's funny. I did that recently. Well, I guess at this point, it's been about a couple of years. Um, I so I'm I'm the guy that has like the receding hairline right here, which is why I always wear the hat. Uh -huh. And for a while, I committed to. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna rock a mohawk. Like, just where the oh, peaks yeah. go, take uh, all the sides off, and just rock the mohawk." And I did that for a while, and then I did like the kind of like. I'm going through changes moment. I just like <laughs> shaved my head and I was like, cool. not like super bummed out about it. Like I was looking at myself with a bald head and I'd be like, I can do this. So I rocked that for like a year and then now I'm growing my hair back out for whatever reason, but <laughs> a little side nice. tangent on the, on the haircut. I, nice. I can't imagine what Trey looked like with like a. Yeah, it was, short... it was definitely weird. Like the vibe <laughs> was kind of different, you know? Um, yeah. So one kind of uh, noteworthy thing from the show was, um, so they said that they were really psyched to be there because it was very similar to Goddard College, where they oh, were sure. from, um, you know, this small kind of hippie school. 
And so there was a writing teacher, adjunct faculty or something at the school, and her name was Fern. And okay. Fern was was this classic, like round, um, like Jewish earth mama, okay. I would call her, you know, like she just had this and she was very she just exuded the sexual kind of thing, you know, <laughs> amazing woman. And um, so the story goes is that there was going to be a party, a, a dinner or something before the show. And so Fern cooked them this aphrodisiac specific meal, right? <laughs> whatever, probably like a shitload of garlic or whatever, but spinach, you know, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I don't are... know anything about aphrodisiac yeah, foods, me either. <laughs> but um, regardless, I guess they had a great time. And uh, Fern was known for her erotic poetry. Okay. And so they invited Fern up on stage to read erotic poetry. And when I mean erotic poetry, it was it, it was sometimes very explicit. Sometimes <laughs> it was just allusions to stuff, you know, like uh, talking about vegetables and stuff, you know, like Eggplants. just yeah, <laughs> just but I will never ever forget watching Trey like oh, oh my god i mean i was so close to you him you could see it on his face yeah she, she was talking about and i can't remember if it was overt or if it was just like metaphorical but she was talking about oral sex and uh-huh. eruptions and explosions and it got so intense it was like kind of like a tension and release jam if you will and i just remember trey's eyes were like oh my god so he and was is is this on the the recording so like if you go to listen to the show no. this is part of it yeah unfortunately oh. it's not okay gotcha. and i really wish it were um fern i heard she passed away not that long ago so oh, no. that would have been an amazing document for her but oh, sure. they i also heard that they kept in touch and they invited her anytime she wanted years later anytime you want to come up and read poetry at our shows it's on that's that's a beautiful thing you know it is yeah um so there was uh, intimacy um and you know it's a trip to think that just you know four or five years later they the same band that I saw in this little hotel was bringing 70,000 people to like the middle of nowhere for their own festival. We didn't that wild. It is. And I mean, if you had walked in or walked on the street and heard the show going on, you would definitely be like, what the fuck is going on in there? This band is something's going on in there you know (laughs) sure um but we didn't think i never thought that was gonna happen you know fish was just a a bitchin band i don't Um, even think they thought that was gonna happen that's right yeah that's right and so there's a kind of a purity um that's a really beautiful thing and and uh yeah i mean i i listened to my first show and uh and early fish 
because that's what fish sounds like to me, you know? Um, Just, yeah. So anyway, that's my, that's my origin story. No, no, Um, I love it. And I'm always so like, um, even with the last episode, Peter Connors, he had a a similar story, like starting out, you know, seeing the band super early, like when they're doing these college gigs and things like that and having the band, you know, be what it is now and even having people from my generation and even younger, you know, we've only known it from them being this like big, massive thing. And I'm always, I love hearing the stories like from, and like your perspective from like the early days, because I'm so in love with the band, just like everyone else. And it's like talking to you and hearing your stories and other people that were there from like day one or ground zero. It just like, I feel like I get to live that through you guys and your stories. And it's so, it, it's so cool. And I'm like, there's like a jealousy type thing there. You know, I'm like, man, I wish I could have been there. But in 91, I was one. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it, it's really cool, man. And knowing that you're, uh, I like saying like OG, like you're an OG to like the fish, like community, like over the years, um have you came to find like a a favorite year of fish that you have because like in the early like 1.0 days you know it seemed like each year had like it was so much different than the last year so do you have like a favorite year of fish that sticks out to you or or what's your kind of like listening palette looking like gosh well i i'll have to start with my second origin story okay go for it because (laughs) um like i said fish was just a band i kind of fallen off um i'd kind of fallen off traveling for live music um okay you know i i saw the grateful dead i I mean i was kind of over it but i'd see them once a year or twice a year in vegas or something like that and um living in a remote town in arizona And being a broke kid, rock sure. climber, I my focus was no longer on traveling for music. And sure. so um, I saw Fish a couple, a handful of times. Um, when they were in the area. Through, yeah, and through like 93. Um and then my focus was solely on rock climbing. I, I was a, a, just a, you know, now they call it van life. Back then we were just homeless. But uh, I, um, <laughs> I was just like, van life, know, the, the I, remarketing. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, hashtag van life. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I didn't, I, and my musical taste changed as well. I became like monogamous almost to reggae music. And oh, or do you still I have just, the dreads at this point? I did, yeah. Okay, so this and is like so, an identity type thing. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I think it's about like um, going all in on things, sure. you know, yeah. has been maybe a hallmark of, my life um so anyway yeah living in my van just being a climber i didn't see fish um didn't and and honestly 
I remember when Hoist came out. Okay. And I remember the sentiment of my friends um, that liked fish or my friends from Vermont. And we were like, it's over, man. Uh. They sold out. You know, this sucks. I, oh. I, I personally hated Hoist when it came out. I just like the, the stop, 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 and down with disease. I was like, oh, this is cringy, you know? And they had a music video, and I was like, it's over. It was so different than, than Rift, and I loved Rift. You know, uh-huh. Rift was super fishy to me. And, I think that's um, my favorite album, too. Rift? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I didn't see fish. I fell out of, of live music in general. Um, and I didn't see fish, uh, and for a long ass time. And, um, and this memory actually just came back to me not that long ago because I found a ticket stub, but I did see fish later in the nineties and I had totally blocked it out. I worked, (laughs) I worked with this kid at a coffee shop. I lived in Southern California at this point. I was a surfer. Now I moved because all I want to do was when you grow up in Arizona, uh, you dream of living by the beach, you know, during the summer, you just, you go visit the beach and that's all you want. So I knew someday I would live by the, by the beach. And I did, I worked with this kid and one day he shows up, um, wearing a, a fish shirt, but it was like, a uh, I don't know what to call it, but it was like the, I think it was the NBC Peacock logo or something. Oh, yeah, and okay. it said Corotochrome on it, you know? Okay. And I, or something like that. I can't remember. It was some, one of those like uh, logo. Just like a reference. Re- like you if know, you know, you know type thing. And that's right. Like yeah. the Mountain Dew, Morning Dew thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I was like. I go, is that a fish shirt? You know, he goes, yeah, man. He was all into fish. (laughs) And uh, so he, and I told him that I'd seen fish and didn't know what they were up to or anything. So he took, he uh, encouraged me to go see a show. And I had totally forgotten about this because I was not listening to fish at the time. I think I was listening to mostly like social distortion and shit. (laughs) Like steel pulse. (laughs) No, like I like rockabilly music. Oh, okay. You were out of the reggae at this point. I mean, I still, I, I've never let go of the music I love Mm -hmm. um, completely, but I, I was like, I'll go see fish. They're playing Irvine Meadows. So I went and I was 99. I okay, got gotcha. So this is a long time then. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so six years or something of not even knowing Just what completely. Fish was up to. And I didn't know anyone that liked this kind of music. And so I grabbed this, like, uh, surfer kid that I knew that I surfed with. He was like a flat biller tattoos on his neck he was kind of like a little juvenile delinquent kind of guy (laughs) and uh and we go to irvine meadows and i'm blown away by the scene like being a deadhead when the dead had really gotten started to get out of control with the traveling circus Uh 
and then showing up and seeing that at fish i it blew my mind and not really in a happy way you know oh okay um i there was just it was a young scene you know it was just super baggy um it, baggy. it was that's a that's a really interesting <laughs> way to describe that i love that it was just very you know and i'm not cutting down anybody or hippies or patchwork or yeah any of that wooks or any of that stuff but um it was a it was a shock to me and it was i mean i was psyched um but I, in the show i i'll never forget um during i I'd, I'd never heard waiting in the velvet sea before gotcha um i mean there were a bunch of songs i hadn't heard but i'd never heard velvet sea and i was like what the fuck is this again you <laughs> sure. know and yeah. if i guess i didn't know fish that well because that's what they do can do to you just throughout the course of a set right they can play a bluegrass tune play right. a funk tune play you know a punk rock song whatever a ballad um, yeah All whatever yeah. that's right so anyway and i just remember i got this feeling that there was the drugs being used just weren't it wasn't happy it wasn't happy drugs and the music was felt kind of just self-indulgent as well mm. and i just remember seeing this couple like it reminded me of the cover of the woodstock album if you're familiar with that there's like a a hippie couple like wrapped in a blanket in a mexican blanket or something yeah. you know and so out there on the lawn at irvine meadows was just this couple during velvet sea and it was just it was just kind of sad to me and i was like and then the kid i'm with is like i ain't never seen this many hippies before in my life and i was like <laughs> we were both we were both kind of over it and we left early oh, uh, wow. we left before the encore and um and that was the last i heard of fish uh at all interesting for many years i i was watching tv when peter jennings cut to fish at big cypress uh-huh and i remember smiling because heavy things and trey smiling and it was like that was a beautiful little moment in my in reference point sure uh, but i didn't see fish again until 2017. wow what an interesting it, you've really hit like base i'm gonna call it day one you know 90 91 those are all you know day one to me and then you skip to 99 which yeah and it's and it's interesting to hear because you know whether people want to admit it or even talk about those things there were some dark points in the history you know of this band that we all love including like the scene like which we were talking about like it start in 99 that's leading right up to like the first you know breakup where there's things happening you know mm -hmm. and the scenes kind of getting the dark parts of the scenes are kind of getting into the band and like kind of twisting and then yeah you what did you say 2017 or 2014 
2017. Yeah, Dude, that's those those gaps are so wide. Like very really, interest, really interesting. Yeah, like checking when I look back now, checking in with the band at these different points, and yeah. really, I was, um, you know, I I was I just surfed every day. I did not stay up on music, current music, really. Uh-huh. Had no idea what was going on with fish. Um, I did have a, some fish music with me. I had that kid at the at the uh, coffee shop. Um, I think he encouraged me to get their new album at the time, which was Story of the Ghost. Um, so I think I had Story of the Ghost, maybe and maybe farmhouse and then i was really psyched i went to a record store and that there were live fish releases cds so i bought one of those and the only fish i really listened to and i would check in with them i would get my little like recommended yearly allowance (laughs) by listening to to this one live fish and i can't remember which one it is but uh I always loved divided sky. And uh, so I would, there were some times where I was like, I need to hear divided sky, you know, that's the um, one. So what well, divided sky is probably, I, I call it my second favorite fish song. Yeah. It just okay. has, it's just something about it. I just and love that song. Is the first one slave? No, the first one's Harry hood, Harry hood. That's a whole nother. You went, that's yeah. A, I've been following your stories. You you went down like uh, you you're doing these. Would you call them listening projects? I guess you know people call them deep dives too. Yeah. Um, so you've listened to every Harry Hood in yeah, order, so right? That's kind of like my modern claim to fame. Not in order. Not, <laughs> oh, in, not order. in order. Okay. okay. Not in order. Um, so this this actually, I can segue into the Hood project. By saying I, I hadn't seen fish in 18 years, hadn't even, didn't know about the hiatuses, about the breakup, about the comeback. I knew nothing about fish other gotcha. than the divided sky that I'd listen to <laughs> once a year, you know? Um, so anyway, my, um, I would, on weekends, I go up into the local mountains here, go climbing by myself in the backcountry, and uh, and I remember coming back one day and seeing a Rolling Stone article in my feed or something, um, maybe a Facebook feed, and it said Fish is playing a residency at Madison Square Garden, um, and I was like. And it's like, it had a little blue clicky. It said, watch here. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Uh I mean, this is how out of it I was. I like live stream concerts. Really? That's a thing? (laughs) So so anyway, I was like, Sunday's my rest day where I just like stare at the wall and drool, let my body (laughs) recover and stuff. And uh and so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull up a, f- I'm going to watch one of these fish shows, ch- check in, see what's going on. And so I paid for the stream and stuff, and I could not believe my eyes. I, and I, 
like I can't even describe the feeling really of seeing uh Trey aged, you <laughs> sure. know? Yeah. And the smiling and the vibe, just the amazing good vibe of this show. It was the 2723. I can't remember um, which night the Baker's Dozen that was, but it blew my mind. The music, the style of jamming, the positive vibrations, the lights. I was like, I have to get some of this shit immediately. I was I was in a kind of a low ebb of my life. And I'll tell you what, at the set break, I bought a ticket, a plane ticket to Denver. I looked up Fish's schedule. I saw the the closest, the only shows I'd be able to see were at Dick's uh-huh. happening just in a couple weeks. I bought a plane ticket and went on some like scalper site or some shit and bought a ticket to Friday night dicks. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm going solo. That's awesome. And I'm going to go see fish. And so that's my second origin story because I feel like it kind of, uh, not sound cheesy, but it was almost like seeing them for the first time. And that's awesome. In a, in a big outdoor space and by myself. And, um, I, I was, um, my sister had passed away recently. And so I was in this kind of like fog of grief and depression. And I, I was listening to, uh, in general for years, listening to just kind of depressing music. I realized, you know, singer, I still love singer songwriter Americana kind of music. Um, but I didn't realize until I was on the floor at Dick's dancing, how much music was really like seeping into my my life negatively you know listening to sad music i was like no i'm still happy i'm it's all good and i was like actually no listening to depressing music all the time is not helping music is powerful it's dark or or positive man so yeah that's that's right so i showed up at dick's and uh and there were tons of songs I didn't know again. Sure. Yeah. I think they opened with like a blaze on. And once again, there was smiling Trey I was down on the, down on the field, close to the rail, just fresh off the boat, essentially, you know, <laughs> people true. are tripping. Like, who are you down here? And who like, what you haven't seen fish and you know, whatever. Um, and there was a hairy hood that night. Oh, there um, you go. At the, maybe as a closer, I can't remember. No. Cause they, I think they went into a cavern or something or, but, uh, and I was like, I forgot that Harry hood was one of my very first favorite songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember being in Vermont and seeing the, the hood milk commercial. Uh, 
sure um opening up the fridge like some guy goes downstairs like <laughs> for a midnight snack and he's like gonna pull get a soda or something and he opens up the the fridge and there's harry you know <laughs> it's like hey milk. you can feel good about hood you know and so i knew the whole hood story sure loved harry hood um when i got back to arizona after that dicks weekend um first of all i watched a baker's dozen every week until the end so i think i watched like four of them just on sundays uh-huh um and I was the whole world of streaming and stuff was new to me. So I was like, I knew about the internet archive or archive.org from Grateful Dead. Right. Um, source sourcing Grateful Dead shows. And I was like, how do I even listen to fish, you know? And so I found re-listen and, yeah. and some other stuff. Um, and I was like, I started listening to Harry Hood in the morning. I realized it was like the best morning song ever for me. Yeah. I was like, wow, this, it kind of like wakes. It's like one of those alarm clocks, alarm tones that like starts out slow. And <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for people who can't get like, I can't wake up to tweezer, you know? <laughs> Just right off the rip. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, so somewhere along the line i was like wow i there are 370 of these things and i can actually so i i was like at some point i was like i guess i'm doing this like i've listened to a bunch and why not did you have to any, them all so since you didn't go in order did you have any times where you like overlapped or you're like oh i i've already listened to this one i need to find it there one. are ones i went back to okay absolutely gotcha. like there were days where i was like i don't really want to listen to a shitty audience recording <laughs> right now i want to listen to that one again or i whatever. need this one sure and there are a fair amount like on apple music and spotify and stuff too sure. so um and so I kind of, I used, I gravitated towards soundboards and I gravitated towards, I used the, the jam chart on uh, fish.net yeah. um, to kind of get ideas of where to go next and stuff. And then mm -hmm. I just was like, okay, I'm going to have to write this shit down. And if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. And yeah. I didn't document, rate, do any of that stuff. Um, but I, I got to a point where I went and I had checked every single one of them off. I was like, you know, and it got That's hard really cool. and it was once a day and it took over a year, sure. you know, and I didn't miss a day and it became this, it was more of a, uh, a practice, if you will, it was more like, um, uh, bringing intention. This is kind of maybe a, uh, a mindfulness sure. thing of um, intention, like yeah. ritual and intention. And when it got hard, um, like, I don't feel like doing this today, getting myself to do it was a good thing. Um and I just realized that Harry Hood allowed me to 
I mean, come on. The only lyrics of the song are thank you and you can feel good. Right. And um, I found myself, it it changed my life. Um, That's awesome. It allowed me to step out into my day, just kind of filled with uh, gratitude every single day. Um, And I like, you know, people can say, oh, you're just OCD or you're this or that or the other. But, um, you know, there's a there's a Buddhist uh, there's a Buddhist teacher and there's a saying that everyone loves something, even if it's just tortillas. (laughs) Right. You're kind of like the Buddhist. That is. Yeah. Um, And so it doesn't really matter what it is that you're doing doesn't matter how you found it as long as you you know the only rule is it begins you know (laughs) i love that and so harry hood kind of changed my life and after that first show back which is a banger it's considered one of the shows of the year and you know rivals um those baker's dozen shows in, in a lot of people's minds, nine one seventeen has this like all timer Carini, and I'm like, it was a crazy show, and it was wild to be back fresh, yeah, uh, cleared head, not high at all, or anything like that, and uh, yeah, so fish became then just a kind of uh, a huge stepping stone for me on a grief journey um and i think maybe people who are like addicts or something alcoholic anonymous people they they lean on things whether it's cigarettes or their meetings or whatever sure yeah because it helps right yep and fish helped me and that's you know, it's a slippery slope <laughs> because hell, helping you turns into like going into debt out of FOMO <laughs> to, you know, go places and yeah. stuff. But um, I've been solidly back on the boat, on the bus um, since Dick 17. And right on, um, you know, see every show I possibly can. So. That's awesome. And to this date, um, do you know how many shows that you've seen? There, well, judging by the fact that I found that ticket stub for Irvine, mm-hmm. and well, the ticket stub I found for Irvine, I looked up the show. I'm like, I wasn't at this show, but I remember <laughs> but seeing the a show at Irvine. <laughs> Like I've never been a heavy drug user in my life or anything. <laughs> so there aren't like these gaps of like, I was in a bad place for years or anything like that. Sure. I have. And there are some shows that I think have probably slipped through the cracks, but I've only seen I somewhere around 40 something shows. Cool. I think. Yeah. Um, and the bulk of those have come since, uh, 2017 so i am like i'm i'm kind of like fucking baby yoda or something you know 
<laughs> I'm Dude. a 3.0. I'm a 3.0 with like, uh, I'm a 3.0 noob with 1.0 DNA. Or no, see, and know? that's that's what's so bizarre. And that's what that's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because everyone's story and journey with this band is so different. Because, like, and this is what's just me assuming, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I assume this guy's been into the band for a while. He's probably seen, you know, a million shows hundreds, and like hundreds yeah. of shows. Yeah. And it's and it's so bizarre because, like, you know, you were there day one, like you we're getting weed at the same spot that Fishman was <laughs> like on riding up on his bicycle. And then like your life journey takes you in this different path, you know, to where, um, and I don't want to say a lot cause I'm, that would mean I'm assuming other people's stories from that time frame, but like a lot of those people are, you know, day one and then like hitting like all the shows following, doing everything. And then you're hitting them, you know, checking in like every, five to ten years you know and then yeah. back on the boat like you said and it's just it's really cool man that's that's a cool story i i, yeah. re I really dig it thing you know people are like what were you thinking you missed the best years and stuff like that and i'm like you know what life happens yeah it's 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 not like you missed out like on apple stock or something like the band is <laughs> the band is still playing that's, like. that's right and i think my appreciation like I I don't fucking hate farmhouse. Sure. Or you know, I or bouncing around the room. That's another thing. Like when I came back to fish and I realized there are people that hate or that are like roll their eyes with bouncing around the room. I'm like, that song, everybody loved that song. Mm -hmm. A lot that a lot of people were turned on to fish because of that song and people hate it are you kidding me? You know, like, and it's, and it's um, so funny because you said something earlier that like, kind of, it's something that happened back then. And it's still happening now. Like you were talking about like whenever hoist came out, you know, and you guys were like, Oh, it's over. Like they sold out, you know, it's like, and it's, and now like nowadays, like whenever they're putting out this new music and it's all like vibrating with love and like the right. ocean and all this right. stuff. And everybody's like, I don't want to say everybody, but some people are like rolling their eyes and it's like, can we get off this like love and light train shit, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's been happening since the early days. Like, that's right. That's it's, right. It's, 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 it's a full circle thing, man. That is, you're absolutely right. It's kind of funny. So I think I, I'd like to think that, um, I'm not, I'm far from jaded. I love, I love everything they do because it's them doing it you know yep and for me you know like i i'm not you know i'm not 21 anymore and neither is trey right you know we both lost our sisters you know we um you know you grow yeah. And to feel like to come back to fish in, in 2017, it, it was like, wow, I grew and so did they. And I wouldn't want it any other, any other way, you know, yeah. and I don't care if it's dad rock. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a dad, but I can relate to the, I can relate 
more than I can relate to like the foam getting thicker and purple paste and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I'm not that guy anymore. I still yeah. love everything about fish, but um, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm um, not shy or ashamed to say that I haven't seen that no, many shows be. or whatever, you know, people, I see people, obviously there's bragging and shaming and stuff sure no, not so much shaming but um and uh it's like the know, badge of honor type thing of like oh i've i've been doing this more than you man <laughs> you that, that's right that's yeah. right um, but some people you know it, it's it some people take it way more serious than they should and then other people that you know that you talk to or it's like oh yeah i've seen 150 shows and they're super cool about it and it's just like um i remember on like the third episode i think this was uh of this podcast uh i was talking to my buddy dave and he's kind of been around since the early days too i i want to if i can remember right i think his first show was in like 93 or 94 mm -hmm. and you know i was kind of like geeking out and it's like oh man that's so cool you know i wish i could have seen fish then and he was like look that doesn't make me better than you he was like i was just born earlier than you you know and like was yeah. able to see them in this like really cool time he's like that doesn't mean anything and i was like yeah no you're right <laughs> it's like, that's it right doesn't matter how many shows you've seen or anything like that it's just we all love the same band and and the music it's that's, that's it's right about. and i you know um just uh dming with people through having this site or this new instagram page has been really interesting for me much like you just connecting with people and tripping yeah. out on people and stuff. And, um, you know, this one guy, uh, a memer guy is like, Oh man, you know, he's like kind of ashamed to say that his first show was in 2019 or whatever. And I'm like, why? I'm like, why I go, what show was it? He goes 1230, 19. I'm like, okay. So the, the msg tweezer was your first show that's a you should be happy about that <laughs> i'm like i'm like bro the golden age is now yeah no matter what we think about the legendary shows of 97 or whatever yeah the time is now you know and they've been playing since 2009 they've been playing to this point as long as 3.0 is as long, if not longer, than 1.0. That's right. And they're going to surpass it, I mean, within this this year. So it's That's like, right. it's... That's right. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the thing, when the music, when Blaze On started up at my first show back, I was blown away by how, one, how good the band sounded, um, but how good the sound was. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is crystal clear. Dialed I can in. hear every instrument. I can hear the conversation perfectly. This is an amazing thing. And so the golden age, I mean, the time is now. I would yeah. never lament not being able to see fish earlier. And yeah. um, like I got a DM from this guy last night and he was like, I'm I'm seeing fish at the garden for the first time. I only saw them for the first time over the summer. And this is my first indoor fish and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, the beginner 
mind in need yeah. is just like drooling for this kid. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're in for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really fish crowd is, you know, we talk shit online and all this oh, stuff, yeah. but if, if you, you have, have a shirt, that, if you have a shirt that says it's my first show. Oh yeah. You're having a good time. <laughs> people are so happy for you. And yeah. the, that's where the gatekeeping and vibing stops. It's like, yeah. we are happy. It's beginning for you, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter when, but it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of when your first show was. Still that's 3. right. Um, that's yeah. right. It's all just the, all the accolades, if you will. And like the show count and, Oh, I was, I was at this, I saw this tweezer or this and that. That's all just add-ons. Those are like the spices, you know, for the dish. You yeah. Know, it's the the actual meat is like the love for the band and like getting to meet people and finding your fish crew and your fish family and like see it. It's all the other stuff. It doesn't, it's fun to talk about, you know, nerd out about, but it's not, it doesn't really mean anything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just like a sh- I mean, the show is a document. It's preserved as a document, but it can never be recreated. It's oh a, no, yeah, it's, it's a one ethere- of one. It's an ethereal like. Um, if you're familiar with, there's this artist named Andy Goldsworthy. Do you know who he is? I don't. He's a guy. Uh, he does what's known as ethereal art. So he goes out in nature, and okay. creates. Uh, art in nature with leaves, with rocks, with all kinds of stuff, oh, and cool. it doesn't last. Yeah. Um, there's some amazing movies about this guy, but just the the fish to me is and jams are like this ethereal art. It's there, and it can be the most beautiful, impactful, special thing of your life, and then it's it's gone. You know, yeah. um, and I think that's what keeps us coming back for more for hundreds of shows or whatever. Yeah, because um, you never know what you're going to get. It's you, and that's you, that's what I think that's the key part, you know, for people that are, are really there for the music and for the band. You can go there and come away with a standard or a shitty show, you know, where it's like, oh, OK, I didn't really they didn't play a 25 minute tweezer or they didn't do any gimmicks and it was just really standard rock and roll. Or you can go in there and you can get a four song second set and they bring out a Vagoda, you know, that's, like that's all right. this stuff. Like that's, that's right. That's what we're betting on. It's like a lottery ticket. You don't know. Like, oh, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get, but it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. And not having expectations. It's, that's the big that's part. a that's a challenge and a it practice is. too because we there's so much anticipation there's fuck we spend a lot of money and time and travel and and put so much into getting there right and then so the 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 skill of being able to let go and just take it for what it is that that can be hard it can for, for anybody we want it to be a good show we want it it's like if it's a fabled venue or something Mm -hmm. especially you're like oh Oh, they're gonna tear the roof off this place (laughs) and then it ends up being a whatever show or whatever yeah 
but that's what that's what makes it you know because if if every time they were at um mpp or dicks or whatever hampton coliseum you knew that it was going to be fucking awesome then it's people would only go to those you know so they're right. ha- by default there have to be some quote-unquote shitty shows in these like iconic places for it to even that's right shake that's out right. that's that's right <laughs> i want to ask um so knowing now that you're fully after your whole fish journey you're fully back in um with this tour um you seen any shows what's your summer tour looking like so summer tour so i did almost all of fall tour okay um, wow so i kind of like last year was going to be my year you know uh-huh. and then had tickets for new year's and the cancellation um so you're hitting so, Madison square garden so i'm hitting Madison square garden and dicks only um, i will see you at dicks my man all right um so yeah i haven't haven't missed dicks since i've been back um and no west coast dates so there's the potential for like a surgical strike at some point, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, they're playing on my birthday in South Carolina, I think, or something oh, in, uh, in June, okay, beginning cool. of June. Um, so that, you know, we'll see, we'll see if, if how I can control my trigger figure, <laughs> finger, finger when the, uh, when the FOMO really starts hitting, yeah. but Dude, and seeing um, fish on your birthday is dope. Um, I'm a September birthday, and so um, my birthday always falls on um, the Dicks Run. So nice. that 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 weekend, and so one one year since I've been going to Dicks, it fell where the Sunday show was oh, actually wow. nice. on my birthday, and it was the one where they uh, did like the thank you set. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and so I was like. This is the best birthday present ever. Like this. Oh God, and what a show! Too, uh, yeah, huh? yeah, it was really cool. Um, but Hefe, I'm like, this has been one of my uh, favorite episodes. I love your energy. I love your vibe. I love your story. Um, I'm stoked to hear that you're gonna be at Dicks because I'm gonna be there, and I definitely want to meet up and oh, for you know, sure. yeah, you know, have a drink in the lot or you know cheers with the grilled cheese or something whatever (laughs) whatever you're into man uh i'm looking forward to uh meeting you in person and once again i love your uh i keep wanting to call it a meme page i love your instagram page you enjoy my data um i think it's a really cool and fresh take and everything's really clean i like that it's like visually like very appealing um but yeah i and who's this guy who's this guy oh god she's whining this is or this girl <laughs> oh hi look at she looks like a she looks like a little stray off the street her what's your name G, her name's gingy gingy hi gingy yeah well she, you're gonna steal the show now gingy <laughs> um, yeah clay it was great man thanks a lot for uh for reaching out and stuff yeah and no thanks for taking great, the time great to meet another per another fish fan and always always fun to, yeah fun to talk and, and we uh, both have brick we both have like i yeah. noticed we both have like this brick yeah 
back. You can tell I'm not like a Zoom person because <laughs> there's like my bed. I'm like, I should probably make my bed for clay. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Oh, and I'll show you uh, since you're into biking. Um, that's where I keep my bikes. Oh, right. cool. Yeah, we're getting I'm actually um, this is going to be the last episode um, with this background because uh, I'm in a, my apartment right now. And it's got the one brick wall and then everything else is, um, but either way, I'm moving to a, a house, um, next weekend. So on the next episode, saying goodbye to the brick, I'll try to have like a cool, you know, background and set up and everything. But, uh, once again, it was great to meet you. Um, you, you don't have to play. say your number or anything on, on here, but I want to get your number. And so we're not just like talking through Instagram and stuff. And great. I, I want to meet up at Dick's and, you know, we'll, We'll get a photo for the grand. <laughs> awesome. And we'll see, uh, we'll see uh, some fish together, man. Thanks again for taking the time. This was a really fun episode. Awesome. It was for me, too. Thanks, Clay. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, the heart. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, a little heart. Little... <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thanks Thanks again. And um, for everyone that's listening, if you're still hanging, hanging around, if you want to be on a future episode, uh, shoot me a DM um, on any of the socials or um, shoot me an email sttf.weareverywhere at gmail.com and uh, I think I will see you at Dick's. Right on Clay. Take care, bro. <laughs> Later, man.